Welcome to our Pini. This is Saratova Best. This year is the Rafush Slema of Velva Wolf Dev Ben Leia. Sheva perfect Rafua and uh go with us together to the Gulamita Sashlema. Okay. The nature of nature. Is the nature of nature on our side or the opposite, God forbid? There are times in history when the nature of nature wasn't really working well for us. Let's think of an example. Uh, um, this is a very, I mean, these are very light things. These are not historical things. It's um, half an hour to Shabbos. Here's the story. It was half an hour to Shabbos, and a family pulled, uh, or an, an hour till Shabbos, and an, a family pulled up to the, gas station and they were in quite a hurry because they were 20 minutes from their home or something and the woman quickly filled up the car and as she finished a young man pulled up and she suddenly became hysterical and she realized that she had filled up the car with um, diesel gas now supposedly that totally destroys the car Why Why they put them side by side so that it's so easy to make a mistake, I don't know. Why don't they put it in a special pump that says diesel? Because many people do it. I guess they're in cahoots with the people who fix cars from diesel problems. <laughs> um, the nature of nature makes it that you can't drive the car afterwards and that the sun sets in an hour and that it's the, the, the time time isn't going to stretch. And and diesel gasoline isn't going to be good for the car, et cetera, et cetera. And the car is not going to drive. The end. That's it. This is the nature of nature. So these are really small examples. It was obviously it was a whole miracle with the story. Um, but these are examples, and we're not taking the really horrible examples. The horrible examples in history were the nature of nature was that Asa hated Yaakov. Asa's sign is Yaakov. And in Asa's horrific Rahmanuslan hatred of Yaakov Avinu, we went through just unspeakable stuff throughout all of the generations because that was the nature of nature. Even Tyra said, Asa hates Yaakov. So we had the Crusades and the pogroms and the, and the, the Holocaust, Rahmanuslan, and, and the, uh, in Spain, the, um, Inquisition, et cetera, et cetera. That was the nature of nature. So can the nature of nature ever change and be on our side? So here we have three examples um, connected to Gimel Tammuz, which was, one example is the Rebbe Rayat, who was imprisoned. And and Gimel Tammuz was the day, and he was, of course, imprisoned for the fact that, why was he imprisoned? Because Esau hates Yaakov, or hated hated Yaakov, and said, we don't like the fact that Yaakov learns Torah, and therefore the one who's responsible for making sure it happens, we put him in prison, God forbid. And so, and so Gimel Tammuz, though, is the day that the Rebbe Rayat, in the year Tafresh Pezai, in 1927, was freed from prison, from Shpalerka in Leningrad, And the condition was that he should instead go for three years in Gullus. He should be sent away in exile for three years instead. But Gimel Tammuz was the day that he was, he was free. And the truth is that when it happened, 
no one knew whether it was a good thing or not a good thing because now he was out of the public eye. The whole case would be off the roster of public affairs. The the countries that were involved in putting pressure on the Russian government would now be satisfied. They were able to remove the death sentence on the Rebarayat, and they would all get busy with their lives. So the Gimel Tamas was this day when the change happened, when the death sentence was was taken off of the Rebarayat. So we're saying that's one thing. Now, the Geula, but Gimel Tamas, the Rebbe says Gimel Tamas is the beginning of the Geula. So the Geula was from the opposite of life to life. It was a day in which it was clear that Hashem was granting life to the Rebbe Ayaz and granting life to the generation. Okay. And yet it came in stages. This Geula, so the beginning of the Geula, sorry, they looked back on Yudbeis Thomas after the Rebbe Ayaz was finally freed. They looked back and asked, when did this Geula begin? They realized it began on Gimel Thomas. So it's a day that begins the Geula. But the Geula went in many stages. From, from after that Yudbeis Thomas and after that many, many years, many stages. There's no question that after that, communist Russia and Stalinist Russia was just horrific. This idea that Esav hates Yaakov, it continued in in full force for many, many years. And only about 70 years later did the Iron Curtain fall. In fact, it fell in 1990. We're talking about 1927. Uh, I'm doing the math. We're talking about 73 years. 73 years. The Iron Curtain finally fell. And still, and still there are more stages to the Gula. So, of course, the question is, why does it come in stages? And the little hint is going to be, if the nature of nature is going to change, it's going to be in stages. Okay. Um, um, now, there's another Gimel Tamas, Nace. And that is in the time of Yeshua. We were in the middle of a war. And nighttime came. And we were conquering. We were in the process of conquering and settling Eretz Yisrael. And taking it from our enemies. Because it was promised to us. And in the middle of this war. Darkness came. Nighttime fell. The enemy, they lived there for many years. They knew the territory. We didn't. What were we going to do? And so Yeshua lifted his hands and said, Shemesh begivandim, and he made the sun stand still. For how long? Until we defeated the enemy. And so that Gula of Gimel Tamas, and it says there was never a day before or after of that magnitude. That's the day of Gula again. So that Geula also happened, not so much in stages, but permeating nature. All the stages of nature were there. So when we're talking about stages, the Gimel Tamas of the Rebbe Rayas is talking about stages in time. First you have this step, and then that happens, and then that happens, stages in time. Because remember, the world and the world of nature is defined by time, and space. 
So in the case of the Rebbe Rayat, the stages were stages in time. In the case of Yeshua, a couple of thousand years earlier, it wasn't stages in time, but it was stages in, it was more um, stages in nature. What happened? The whole night, the sun stood still, and we were able to continue the war, the fight. And yet it happened in a very natural way. It was a miracle, but it happened in a very natural way. We still had to fight a war, and rocks were falling and all kinds of things. We had a war to fight until we won. But we had to do it through all the stages and steps of nature. This was not one of those miracles with Yeshua in which we just went to sleep, woke up in the morning, and the whole thing was taken care of. We had to go through all the steps of nature, fight a war, do what you need to do with military tactics. And so... That's that's the other um, that's the other Gimel Tamas that we know about the very first original Gimel Tamas, and of course um, the question with Yeshua was when he said Shemesh be given done and made the sun stand still because the Nasi Adar is able to do that did he stop all of nature did all of nature stop or did just the sun and the moon stop and everything else kept on going all the constellations in other words why do we need to know because we want to know whether this was a miracle that broke the laws of nature or worked within the laws of nature right an example would be so by the way in the case of the gas station and the woman before Shabbos the miracle came within the laws of nature. A very nice young man drove up at that minute. Now we're back to the gas station. You have to be flexible here and jump from situation to situation. A young man drove up, saw a mother with a bunch of children, uh, quite, quite, quite frightened, <laughs> quite disturbed. And he asked her what was going on. She told him. And he said, I'll tell you what. I guess he lived very close by. He said, take my car. Go home. After Shabbos, I'll take your car. I'll do what I have to do. I'll find a ride home. Um, Use my car and go home for Shabbos. She was, that was a miracle within nature. The Yeshua came. The car didn't drive with diesel and <clears throat> and it's not like uh, it, none of those things. He came along and he said, take my car. And then after Shabbos, you know, she was incredibly grateful and um, I guess met his mother and said, wow, what a fine young man. Just amazing. What can I do to repay you and him? <laughs> his mother said, uh, he's fine of a nice young woman to marry. <laughs> That that would be helpful. He's really he's a good guy. And they did suggest the Shidduch and Baruch Hashem. Happy family was created from that miracle story. But here's a story. The laws of nature were not broken. It wasn't like the sea split. Like somebody showed up and he said, take my car. Okay. 
so we're talking about transforming the nature of nature. Now, then we have one more example, and that is in the Parsha, Parsha's Kaira. <clears throat> because there was a dispute about the kahuna. And so Kairos and his group um, disputed, and Meishurbeinu said, okay, every one of, every shavit, every tribe, take your stick, your staff, 12 of them, write your name on it, on your staff, and the name of Aaron will be on his, for shavit Levi. I will take that stick, that staff, and I will put it in the Ayomayet, and the one that Hashem chooses, because they were saying, why should Aaron the Kayan be the, why should Aaron be the Kayan? We also want Kahuna. Maybe it belongs to us. So again, Maish Rabbeinu said, everybody write on your stick, we'll put in, them in the Ayomayat. In the morning we will see which one is different. And in the morning they saw, Parach Mata Aaron, the base lady. Everybody else's stick remained a dry stick. His, had foliage on it, buds and leaves and flowers and all that stuff. What normally takes 21 days for, first of all, the dry stick. But how does it blossom at all? But besides that, if there was any little place where a bud could come out on this stick, the, the growth cycle is 21 days. But it happened overnight. So here you had, so by the way, everybody knew Aaron, Aaron is the one, Shavit Lady is the one who was chosen. But the same question comes up. Why did it have to go through the stages of nature? Buds, flowers, fruits, almonds, all the stages of nature, except for one thing. The time frame was totally set up. So why did it have to do that? And our original question is, what's about the transformation of the nature of nature? So normally, a, a dry stick doesn't really produce foliage. And even if it does, um, it doesn't produce almonds overnight. It produces almonds in 21 days. So... Um, Again, the same thing, the nature. We have two things going on in this stick, Mata Aran. The fact that all of this grows overnight, that's the miracle part. The fact that it goes through all the stages of buds and flowers and, and fruit and all the whole natural growth, that's the nature part. The two come together. Because when miracles merge with the mundane, what you have is a transformation of the nature of of nature. So, so let's pull all this together. Our original question is the transformation of the nature of nature. And we're talking about three different situations, three different miracles. So one question is, can the nature of nature be transformed? Number one. Number two, why does it have to go in stages? That's the other question. And then when does it have to go in stages? 
So here we have, and how do we know that the nature of nature has been transformed? Well, an example is your cell phone. Being able to speak to someone, being able to do a, you know, not your cell phone, technology. We say it all the time. Even, you know, as soon as COVID came along, everybody discovered something that everybody else knew, which was Zoom. So why do we all, you know, so natural, okay, we're having a Zoom call for Game of Thrones, and people, you know, they try to do it at a time which is good for people all over the world, and et cetera, et cetera, and we take it for granted. Being able to be in a chat room together, again, this is very, very elementary technology, but being able to be on a Zoom call all at the same time from all over the world, et cetera, obviously, this comes because of the transformation of nature. Because normally, you're in Australia, I'm in I'm in New York State, you're there, you're there, you're in South America, you're in Brazil, you're in Alaska, and we all do it together. The nature of nature says that's impossible for two people to communicate. So you're in Alaska, I have to go to Alaska and be there together, you know, we're there in the same room. To be in a virtual room means that either the laws of nature were broken or the nature of nature has been transformed. It's miraculous. I mean, talking with somebody together in one room, that's not miraculous. But, and there's always space between two people. You're sitting on this chair, I'm sitting on that chair. So there's a couple of feet between us. Okay. So what is the transformation of the nature of nature? It actually, the miraculous part is, you're sitting in Australia, and I'm sitting in Brazil, and we're chatting. Just like if we were both sitting in Brazil together in the same room, a foot apart, two feet apart, we would be chatting. So we're still chatting. We're still sitting in the same room, only the room got bigger. The room is called the whole planet. And there's a little more space between our chairs. Several thousand miles. Big deal. What's the difference between two feet between our chairs? You're sitting in a chair and I'm sitting in a chair. And we're both in Brazil, so there's two feet between us. Now, okay, you go to Australia, I'm in Brazil. We're still both sitting on chairs. But we have thousands of feet, but thousands of miles between us. Good. So, we have a conversation. That's the natural part. People sitting a few feet apart talking, you know, a certain distance apart talking to each other will hear each other and converse. The miraculous part is that's a big stretch. You know, it's one thing two feet apart, three feet apart of the chairs, five feet apart, you know, scream across the room, but thousands and thousands of miles. Why not? Why can't they hear me? So that's the miraculous part. The space seems to contract. The constrictions of space don't seem to exist here. That is the merging of the miraculous with the mundane. So that's an example of it. The the Zoom call, the phone call, the conference call, the chat, all that stuff. That's a, a simple, very elementary example of that. And it all seems to come from this transformation, which we've just seen the beginning now. It all seems to come from Number one, the Parsha. Parsha's Kairach. 
the moment of Parshas Kairach, it was a one day in history. It says there was no nace like that before or after. It was one day in history. Gullus was going along with all the limitations of nature, and all of a sudden, boom, this miraculous day in which it was a geula, a few geula hours, until it went back to the regular way. It was a taste of the future when we defeat our enemies easily with the laws of nature working on our side very easily. It was a taste of geula injected into Gullus. That was Parshas Kairach. Now, why? Why, why then? It all, it's about the kahuna. It's about who's Maishar Benu and who's the Kayan, Kayan Gadol and the kahuna. Who's leading the generation? So these questions become a vehicle. These are important questions forming who we are and where we're going to the Gula, where we're going in history. These questions these situations become infused with this miraculous power that's permeating a natural situation. It's stretching open the boundaries of nature. You know, it says, mm-hmm. When your boundaries will increase, will expand, add three cities of refuge. Add three extra levels. Add a higher frequency. Add three extra higher frequencies. So the boundaries of nature are stretching, expanding through Parshas Kairach. The other one is, as we're going into the land of Israel and from after leaving Mitzrayim and after wandering in the Midbar, and what happens then? We're then conquering Eretz Yisrael. That's what we were created to do. Conquering and settling Eretz Yisrael. And at that moment, Boom, another one. A few hours of Geula injected into that time in history. And then it went back to regular. Fighting a war, winning the war, etc. With special Geula miracles in nature. Same thing. Crucial point in history. And then the, the other one, the last, that was Yeshua. And then the, the last one, the most recent, or the second most recent one, the Rebbe Rayat. Here is a situation where Esav hating Yaakov was still part of nature. And Esav said, anyone, any Yid who teaches Tyra to the world and encourages Tyra learning. <laughs> no, that's it. We eliminate them, God forbid. And this miracle, too, was within this, it was a miracle that came in stages, but it was completely miraculous how the Rebbe Rayas was freed. He was the representative of the fact that Yaakov Avinu wants to spread light in the world, and and, and, and Esav, and they said, Nyet, no way, Jose, no. Nyet, no. And there was a miracle there, too. At this crucial point in history, as the Rebbe Rayat said, yud Thomas, when he was fully freed, he said, I'm not the only one who was redeemed that had a geula on this day. But every single yid in the whole world, and every single, everyone who loves Tyre, and everybody who does mitzvahs, and everybody who's called by the name yid, has a geula at this moment, and the world will never be the same. So all of these three, 
are examples, are moments of miracles permeating nature. And to end off, what it does is those miracles, those micro moments injected carefully by Hashem in nature, in history, they expand the boundaries of nature. So that, we find ourselves at a moment now, and then after our own Gimel Thomas and approaching Gimel Thomas, we find ourselves in a situation where nature, one of the biggest limitations of nature was that you're not running the world, you know? You're a little person in a big world. We're used to the idea. The old nature said, you're a, it's a big world and you're a little person and don't think you can have that much effect on nature. There's small cog in the wheel. And yet, we now have a hira to understand that base racist, the tire base racist, the world was created gracious with two races, with the Yid, the Yidden, and Tyra. The world is there as a third element. The Yid and Tyra are the ones who have the ultimate power. Of course, Hashem. Tyra, Yisrael, Kuchibrichu, Kulachad. Tyra, Hashem, Yid, one piece. And the world and the laws of nature are our, our created for us. And we have more kayach than we understand. We are no longer victims to a powerful world. But rather, Hashem is inviting us to be the authors of the future by opening our eyes to live with Mashiach and live in a Geula way, Shem is inviting us to open up the Geula to enter stage by stage by stage so that it's integrated. So we don't find ourselves in the Geula and say, wow, what are, I don't belong here. I really, what do you do over here? But the fact that it's coming stage by stage by stage, we've had enough stages at this point, so that when we get there fully, it fits. We're used to it. I'll just end with this. I know somebody who recently bought a new home, and they they went there a number of times. They went, they they walked around, they spent time, they sat on the chairs, they just so that by the time the movers came and they got there, I was there when to let the movers in, <laughs> and then they showed up, um, or maybe they they were already used to it. It already felt like their new home. They had been there a number of times, step by step by step. So, Hashem, you've given us all the stages in nature so that nature can be transformed from an, from what appears to be a nature that seems to fight against Hashem, Chas Hashem, to a nature that wants only gracious Baralachim, to reveal the truth about Hashem Echad, Shema Echad, to reveal the truth that that everything that Hashem created in this world, He created for His glory. He created for Mashiach and Geula, so that we become the true light, finally step into being the true light to the nations in a way that the nations 
want us to spread that light and bring them all to the truth of Hashem Echadish Mayachad. May we find ourselves way before this Gimel Tamus in the base of Midrashishlishi, the Gula Mitzvah now. And the total of Shlema, we said too, um, Velvel Wolf Dev Ben Leia, and all those who need a Rafuah Shlema, and all those who need Brachas, Rafuah, Yeshua, everything that they need should all be in a total Gula way immediately now.